0: Hello and welcome to Fantasy Hockey Picks and Bets, presented by Prize Picks here on the Mayo Media Network. I am Matt Moody, joined by DJ Mitchell to go through Thursday's eight games of NHL hockey. DJ, how you doing? I mean, every
1: Thursday is a little bit better than every Tuesday, uh, getting towards the weekend. A lot going on. Obviously, we're getting a little bit more COVID than any of us want to see, but overall, it's going well. I'm excited for a little bit uh, the smallest slate we've had in a while of games. So why don't we get right into it, Matt? Um, how are you doing? And uh, anything you want to mention off the cuff here?
0: Yeah, no, I'm uh, I'm doing well. Uh, Wednesday was a pretty light night in the NHL, you know, only two games. Uh, you know, unfortunately, we lost out on, I think, Vegas and San Jose was postponed. Yeah. Uh, so just another tough one. And, you know, a week of postponements. We have another one here on Thursday that we'll cover in just a sec. Um, so let's get into the slate. Before we get into the slate, I want to talk to you about PrizePix. Uh, they are our sponsor for the show. So go to prizepix.com and use the promo code MMN. Uh, that gets you a $100 match bonus. And you can find the link in the description or wherever else you want to go. Um, so what we do here on Prize Picks is we pick Fantasy players, they're over-unders, and we just nail it. Um, so here we have three points for a goal, two points for an assist, half point for a shot, and a half point for a block. DJ, on this Thursday slate, who are you seeing? I believe it's on the screen right here for you. <laughs>
1: yeah, uh, you're seeing it before even I get to it. But, yeah, I'm thinking Brady Kuchuk. Um, He's been, honestly, one of the best shooters in the league uh his point totals haven't quite matched it so i think he's a positive regression candidate to get more points he really is as a sister a goal away from clearly hitting that mark a 3.6 fantasy score um if he could you know in theory get it with his shot totals uh two games ago he had eight shots on net so it is possible to happen um he's averaging about six shot attempts a game that's up there with the best in the league right up there with the you know, OVs and uh um actually i think it's right right there with gallagher who's next to him on the uh the prize pick site. So I think he's probably the best take um, from my eyes. And Matt, I know yours is right up there next to it with one of my favorites. So I'll let you
0: get to it. Yeah, I mean, Mr. Alex Ovechkin, uh, over 4.1. I just really like that. You know, you're talking four shots on goal and an assist or a goal and three shots. Like, I think he does that pretty easy. So those are two picks right there for you. Uh, You can pick between two and five for any entry that you uh, make. And you can also, you know, if you want to go all the way up to five, you can pick the the flex play where you only have to get four of them, right, to get a payout. Um, and that's all on the website. So just make sure you go check out prize picks. And uh, let's get into this Thursday slate.
1: All right. So I think we're going to start it off here with Washington at the Rangers. I like this game a lot from a, a gambling perspective. I think that the over is something I'm considering, but I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not going to be, I don't know if I ever, love an over and under until the day of, until I know kind of the goalies that are in net and the matchups a little bit more in depth. So, um, but overall in this game, I think it's, it, it's a lot of fantasy relevance on the table. I think there's a lot of props that we're going to get to that we both like, um, Matt, is there any initial lean in this game as far as maybe the, the score or anything like that, that you want to start with?
0: Um, yeah, so I find it really interesting that it's priced as a straight pick Um, so I kind of like the caps here. You know, I just, I, I feel like the Rangers are just, you know, they're struggling. Their main guns really aren't clicking. Um, I know the caps are still without Kuznetsov still without their starting goalie in Samsonov. Um, but, you know, like, I just think that OV, Backstrom, John Carlson, like they seem to all be really playing well right now. And I just haven't seen it from Sabinajad and, you know, I'm not sure Panarin is going to get it, get there for us. So, uh, one guy in this game that I think is, you know, really interesting is Capo Caco. Uh He was on the COVID protocol list, but just cleared from that. And I guess it's just a, you know, exposure case or something. Uh, but he is coming back and he is playing the second line with Mr. Panarin. Uh, he is 2.6 on DraftKings. Like just super, you know, just super cheap for a guy, exp- you know, with that much exposure to Artemi Panarin. Um, so I like, you know, getting him on DraftKings. You can get him over you know to score a goal at plus 370 uh that is longer odds than ryan strome to score at plus 340 so like you know kako is just this like you know quasi-generational sniper uh coming into the league so if he's going to make that next step you know what what better time than next to mr panarin so uh what do you think about this game any anyone else uh, player prop wise that you're interested in
1: yeah i think the one that i'm most interested in is a uh, Mr. Oshie, Mr. TJ Oshie, Mr. Captain America, if you will, uh, minus 125 for a point just doesn't seem right compared to the rest of the guys in this game. Just kind of a clear outlier to me compared to the rest because he saw 23 minutes of run against Boston. Granted, he wasn't with, you know, kind of those top end guys. Uh, he played with Shiri and, and Panic for kind of his most five on five correlation, but it seemed like they kind of moved him around a ton just to get him on the ice. So he had right up there with the same five on five minutes as ovechkin and backstrom same power play usage um you know just to get one point in this game against the rangers seems like a pretty fair bet uh i think you you, shop that odds around a little bit maybe you'll find it better on fanduel uh but i i think that's probably the the favorite of this game as far as a player prop.
0: yeah i i sort of was drawn to that one as well um you know when TJ Oshie's on that top power play, like, yeah, he doesn't touch it quite as much as, you know, Vetchkin or uh, Backstrom will, but that power play is really lethal. Um, and even at five on five, you know, like he is being asked to play center here with off, and that's a little concerning. Uh, but I would expect that, you know, Sabinejad eats the Backstrom, you know, they sort of play played out five on five, and that it's... Ryan Strome matched up against TJ Oshie. And yeah, like Panarin's a great offensive player, but Panarin doesn't have like these great defensive impacts or anything. So I sort of think that, you know, Oshie versus Strome is, you know, a bit fairer of a matchup than, uh, you know, Oshie playing center against the Islanders in Boston, two of the stingiest defensive teams in the league, let alone, you know, the East Division. So I like that call too. So uh, we can go from there over to Nashville at Florida, unless there's anything else you wanted to uh, cover, Deej.
1: No, no, I think that that's probably going to do it for that game. So yeah, Nashville at Florida, uh, in a, in a game where I just, I just love the two team names, the Panthers and predators. Those are like very fun and, and cool names. Um, I, you know, I'm not sure if there's any super strong lean, but you know, it, it's basically a pick them. I think both these teams are, are decently evenly matched. Um, there's a few players in this game that I think stand above the rest, as far as like, like where the shots are going to generate from. Um, I know you mentioned this on their other podcast, warning State podcast how good uh, Arvidsson's really been compared to the numbers of points and everything. So is there anything here though, that you're initially leaning on? I know Arvidsson could be uh, a guy in that category, but is there anything you really like here?
0: Yeah, no. So just, uh, you know, running some basic, uh, you know, basic scrape of natural stat trick. uh, I sort of create like this expected fantasy points, which takes into account your, your, your shot attempts, your block shots, uh, your goals and your primary assists, basically. Uh, Sorry, your expected goals and your primary assists, basically the things that we find most repeatable. And of the players on this slate, Victor Arvidsson is in the top five in terms of expected fantasy points per game. Uh, We know that Victor Arvidsson sort of does this. This is his thing. Uh, He sort of underproduces on great underlying numbers. Uh, However, he's priced like it here at 5.1 on, you know, DraftKings salary. Um, So I think that he's a great buy. You know, I like his you know, I just like him as a player. And I think that Nashville in general is a little bit underrated uh, in the matchup because Florida has had some pretty soft matchups to start. And I don't think that they're, you know, I don't think they're all that good defensively. Um, So with that said, I think I like the over in this game and I like the Nashville side of things.
1: Yeah. I think that that's very fair. Um, Unfortunately on DraftKings, we're not getting many Arvids and props. Uh, I think you you could find it on FanDuel if you want to go over and play with that interface. Uh, But Oh, yeah, overall, I, I think I like the Nashville side a decent bit. I'm not incredibly bullish on it, um, but I think it's, it's probably, you know, in a pick that they probably have a bit of an edge as far as like a simulation would probably pick them more times than not. Um, is there any player prop though that you're really high on on DraftKings or
0: are you ready to move over to the next? Um, you know, I, I'm sort of looking at these Jonathan Huberto numbers. And I came into the season sort of thinking that he would be the guy who benefited most from, you know, the the departures of Hoffman and Badenov. And frankly, to this point, like Huberto has been almost invisible, you know, shooting wise. And that to me just sort of screams like, you know, he, he's not necessarily the best um, just overall bet because yeah, obviously the shot numbers are difficult to, you know, uh, Get there when you're not shooting, uh, but also the assists. Like, yeah, he's at a point per game. But, you know, like I said, I think he's played the three worst teams in the division to this point. Uh, he's not shooting a ton. I kind of like getting plus money for him to not pick up a point here, uh, plus 125 on that. Cause I just think that Barkov's driving the bus here. You know, he's playing the most at five on five, he's shooting the most on the power play, and the puck kind of goes on the outside from you know, uh, Yandel to Ekblad or Barkov were then shooting. So uh, I think there's a little bit of value there at plus 125 for Hubert to not get a point.
1: All right. Well, that'll move us over to potentially the lowest scoring game on the night. At least Vegas seems to think so in Dallas at Columbus. It was not the case on Tuesday night. Uh, Dallas put up, I believe, a touchdown. Pavelski went nuclear. Um, is there any initial leans here? We have a five and a half right now um, with what the under – yeah under favored uh, so what do you think about the money lines here is there any interest in a pick 'em, or are you just kind of like not that interested in this game
0: yeah I mean if you want to talk about money I want to go back to Tuesday night and ask Corporal Salo for my money back because uh, I played him on DraftKings, and and uh, you know that did not go well so um, yeah you know this game same as Tuesday sort of projects as lower paced um, you know of course talent or goaltending can turn these games into a you know, track me, which that game turned into. But I do think that that's, you know, the right uh, stance that it is the lowest over under on the night for a reason. Um, You know, I I think that five and a half, I'm betting the under if I have to. Um, But for the most part, you know, I think I'm more interested in these player props. Uh, DJ, did you have any player props before I got into it?
1: I mean, it is kind of rare on DraftKings to find almost all of the shot on goal totals the overs to be kind of positive positive money um is there one here that you like more than the others because i you know i think if i had to pick uh any of them i might think about i don't know i'm really it's tough because there's two defense two if been here yeah it, this this is tough i don't know if you have a favorite first before i think of one but i mean it is nice when you get the all the all the positive money on the shot goal a shot on goals that that can be enticing to me i just don't like the players they pick i don't know why they. Like I saw all the, the positive numbers and I'm like, where is a good player? Like,
0: eh, well. <laughs> yeah. You know, so um, I, I kind of, I kind of want to bet the over on Zach Wierenski. Um yeah. almost not because he's not on that top power play that, you know, they're trying to feed line a the puck and what whatnot. Um, but Wierenski going to be out there a ton. And I feel like on that second unit, you know, he will be the guy that they want sort of shooting. Um, so I, I, that's my wean here. Yeah. um and but remember that
1: enticing it, it's it like i saw all the, like the plus signs and i'm like oh this is where we're going and then just didn't didn't quite get there um but, yeah
0: just wanted to point one thing out from this game just from a you know strategic standpoint uh we were sort of debating like whether garyanov would be on the top unit last game uh he was and jamie yeah. ben was not on the top power play unit so <laughs> keep that in mind you know when you're building lineups or placing bets or whatever, because obviously Jamie Ben had a huge night and he theoretically could have a huge night again. Um, but it seems very unlikely given, you know, second power play time and the fact that he's also Jamie Ben, because I so will never get over Jamie Ben.
1: So if you're making your prize picks, are you you're taking Jamie Ben under?
0: Yeah, I that. think that's, I think that's a good pick. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, I
1: I don't know if you were trying to tee yourself up or not, but I just wanted to hand it over. I mean, yeah. So I, I definitely agree with that call. I mean, I was, bullish on him with the point then he did get the power play and i was like oh no but he got a point like the first minute of the game so we all rest, rested easily with seemingly a really easy take um and it ended up working out but this game overall not the most fantasy relevant i don't think it's like need to deep dive for any reason so why don't we move over to the auto montreal game a much more interesting game a game with a six and a half over under um both of these teams kind of at the opposite ends of the spectrum where montreal just completely destroyed Vancouver as they've done all season long uh, and Ottawa uh, who started the year off and everyone's like, is Ottawa competent? And then they immediately said no. Um, so this is a huge, huge, huge Montreal favorite game, but is there anything, are you going to get contrarian here and consider just going, going crazy, uh, or are you just sort of like, I'm not really going to touch these money lines because they've kind of priced Montreal out of consideration taking and everything else is
0: kind of a negative equity bet. I mean, look, at, at plus 245, <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. I'm betting the sense again. You know, yeah, I, I love yeah. I love some punishment here. Um, yeah, not Otto. to say I don't love the Canadian side of things, but, you know, Ottawa's not playing terrible hockey. They're, they're just not, like, yeah, they're getting run out of the buildings, but that's because their goaltenders are just falling flat. And, yeah, you know, uh, Patrick Waugh is not walking through that door or anything, but, like, it's, it's got to get better. Um, yeah. So they're doing enough little it things, right? Worse. Yeah, right. And they're getting, you know, they got Chabot back uh, surprisingly Tuesday night. So you know, I I just feel like that this is a massive overreaction to the last week of hockey, and that if you put this game, you know, at the first night of the season, you're looking at you know Montreal plus 190. And yeah, part of it the reason why, it's, or sorry, not plus 190, minus 190, and. Yeah, I mean, of course, part of the reason they're almost minus 300 at this point is because they've started the year so well and because Ottawa's goaltending has shown it's not capable. Um, but I'm just not sure I'm willing to buy into that all the way, uh, like minus 300 would sort of suggest here. So, um, yeah, <laughs> I'm a glutton for punishment. Let's get back on the sense train.
1: Yeah, I, mean, I think in this game, as far as player props go, I mean, Brady the Chuck is just not put correctly. Um, he has worse odds to score a goal than – Weber, Suzuki, Tatar, Anderson, DeFoley, and Gallagher. Basically, they don't think <laughs> they don't have much faith in Ottawa scoring a goal at all. Um, but uh, I, I definitely think I'd get in on that. Plus 225. Uh, he is going to shoot the puck more than maybe anyone on the ice outside of maybe Gallagher. So I think he might outshoot Gallagher uh, normally. So I take that. Um, get one point minus 125 for Brady. Again, he's going to see 20 minutes of run. If they're losing in the game, they're going to really be trying to get him shooting the puck. So that's there. And then, you know, three and a half minus 118 for his shot total. Like, I think he gets that. Um, they, they're they down in this game. They need him to shoot. Like, I, I think all three of those are all fair bets. I'm very high on him. Um, I think he's a great player. I think there's a reason DraftKings has him so high. I think it's because he's just really good at, um, you know, daily fantasy. And I think he's just a good player overall. So is there any other money lines or anything
0: here you like? Yeah, just uh just thinking about the narratives over on uh, over on good old prize picks there. Are you doing the Brady's over entry?
1: Um Tom Brady hear...
0: over, Brady Chuck over.
1: <laughs> I'm all in on only Brady's for now long. <laughs> so uh, is Brady Shea gonna pop? There we go. There we go. That's Full that's circle. that's one. We I know they really messed us up here, giving us a good Dougie. Uh, uh, on on space. but yeah uh, why don't yeah. we get back is there anything else you want to mention in this game um i you know all in on brady you're all in on i don't know ottawa maybe i don't even know yeah uh, you know ottawa not giving up five goals if there's an over under <laughs> on that i think you take the uh the under i don't
0: know well, if i would take that <laughs> i just <laughs> think they might score six <laughs> um yeah so You know, that's something I I think the over here is certainly in play. Um, You know, we really sort of buried the lead here talking about these seven o'clock games in the order that we did, because, you know, we talk about this game six and a half. The next game we have uh, Toronto Vancouver is even, you know, that's even a bit crazier in terms of uh, just projected pace, uh, the amount of fantasy plays that you want from it. And obviously from there, the amount of, you know, just player props that are super duper enticing um so we're sitting here with at the moment toronto at minus 186 um you know that's a pretty sizable number over vancouver but yeah. i kind of like toronto more than i would yeah. like montreal the same you know like yeah. like comparatively i feel like these should both be like minus 225 ish so uh, i agree give give me give me toronto here for for sure
1: yeah, no, I totally agree with that. I think Toronto's really superior in this matchup and uh, it's at home, I believe, right? Yeah, and, yep. and not that that means a huge heck of a lot this season, but, you know, I still think it has kind of shown that the, the home teams have won way more often than not. And I think it's going to continue. Um, I think this game too, the over is super enticing to me. Um, it's, you know, not the best odds in the world that they are favoring the over. Um, but, you know, if you're in on that narrative as well, which I think most people will be, Uh, Matt, is there any, you know, fantasy relevance or just uh, one guy? I know there's a couple guys you really like in this game, uh, but is there any maybe props that you want to get to first?
0: Yeah, so I'm not sure I'm betting like the player prop on him per se, but uh, I got like Wayne Simmons. You know, it's just this prototypical guy who gets a massive role boost uh, that I think is very useful in daily fantasy. Um, So Wayne Simmons is moving up from the bottom six to play with John Tavares and William Nylander. Uh, Remember, that's in addition to him being uh, basically net for presence on the Austin Matthews power play. Um, So I can't think of a better situation for a player to play in than, you know, with Willie Nylander at five on five, obviously Tavares is great too, with Austin Matthews on the power play going against this Vancouver team. That's been absolutely shredded by every team, not named the Ottawa Senators. Um, Yeah. So, you know, like, I'm not even convinced Wayne Simmons is that bad there. I said it, I said it, you know, haters come at me, whatever, but I gotta go. for the last, you know, like obviously, you know, the, his career, he was, he was a great rate player you know, at his heyday in Philly, but ever since he left and even, you know, that last year, he was losing minutes. He wasn't producing, but he still had the underlying numbers that were saying like, Hey, maybe this dude's just getting a bit unlucky. Um, and he just hadn't gotten the ice time to get himself out of it. He's still a producer, you know, per minute shots wise, um, creating expected goals, like that sort of thing. He's getting opportunities. And I think this is the night for him to show up and convert on those. Uh, so I'm taking the plunge, especially in DFS. I'm not sure I'm betting him, though, at plus 340. Uh, but, you know, relative to some of the other players at that price, I, do, I think he's the best long shot to score in this game, uh, but not sure I'm, you know, pulling the trigger myself.
1: Yeah, no, that was a very long-winded way of saying consider him in DraftKings, but I, I definitely agree with it. They're putting him in a premium spot uh, there's of some injuries and all that, so it makes sense. Um, as far as the the, the shot on goal props, they really kind of price a lot of it out of consideration for me. I mean, Austin Matthews over three and a half is pretty good, but minus two fifty, I mean, they really do not want you to even consider it. Um, I kind of like the Bo Horvat at plus one hundred. He's he's kind of been there, but it seems like quite a coin flip to me. Um, if he's going to do that or not. So you're getting a, a good bet on it. But he did play most of the game with, uh, with Besser and Miller. I guess the reason why I like it more than I don't, because, you know, you could think, well, Besser might take some shots away. Uh, Miller's a bit of a setup guy, but it is what it is, right? I mean, is going to shoot. The thing is he played 23 minutes. If he plays over 20 minutes against Toronto in a really high-paced game, there's going to be a number of shots. Toronto's going to allow those shots to get on net. That's kind of why I like it. Um, normally I think when I, when I'm doing, you know, any sort of a parlay with, with these, uh, shot on goal props, I like to take an over on a guy going against Toronto. It's just kind of a thing I do. So I think it's you know more often than not going to help you out. So that's probably my favorite of the rest. Um, is there anything else you want to get to there? And do you kind of like that theory?
0: Yeah, no, I mean, overs against Toronto, uh, you know, certainly good. So a guy who, doesn't really have the underlying like uh play driving numbers this year is well I mean a lot of the Canucks but Quinn Hughes in particular I'm looking at his to score a point you know minus 139 I kind of like that number like it seems like he's very involved on the power play he's shooting a bit more this year um so I think that he's you know a good bet in terms of to pick up a point I think he's at a nice price of 5.1 on DraftKings um I'm not sure I'm stacking Vancouver on this slate, but I think' it's like a one-off play when used does make some uh, you know some amount of sense. So uh, you know, this game, get a lot of the dudes if you can. Yeah, definitely uh, definitely. So let's go from there into this Carolina Chicago rematch. Um, so Carolina did get back Tara Vinen on Tuesday out of the CoVID protocol. Uh, that did reconfigure their lineup. Uh, unfortunately, Svechnikov moved down to the third line with Jordan Stahl, and then Tara Vinen played with Aho and uh, McGinn for most of the game. So, um, you know, it, it's a tough scene in terms of picking a correlated stack of that, you know, of this Carolina side, which we should, you know, theoretically want a ton of because Carolina's minus 182 here against Chicago I think they go way overlooked given these Canadian teams. So like, uh, what are your thoughts on that? And what are your thoughts on some of the odds here?
1: Yeah, I, I think I said it last time as well. Um, yep, you know, Carolina definitely was the way to get value over on DraftKings or FanDuel, um, to get those top tier guys. I think it's another great way to do it again on either site. Um, but overall in this game, I definitely like the Carolina side. I, I might get a little bit, you know, different. I was kind of you know, trying to think of a different way of doing things and maybe just doing the, Carolina minus 115 to win the game in regulation if you're going to pick them to win uh you know nothing more than just they're uh, I think the far superior team and they close out the game and don't force overtime seems to be just a fair enough way to do it um you might kick yourself a little bit they went in a shootout again but I kind of like that it's just kind of make it makes a lot more of an even bet rather than saying that the minus 182 to just win including overtime in a shootout I, I don't know I mean maybe that's just kind of getting a little bit wild, but why not? Um, I think other than that, uh, you know, Trotreks to score a goal at plus 280, it's like they just can refuse to put him around the guys that they should put him around. Like, if you told me it's like him or Hamilton, who's more likely, it's definitely him. And he just has worse odds. Now I'm not going to say that jam that in with a 10, uh, you know, eight different guy parley or something crazy, but I think it's a fair one. Um, other than that, that you know the shots, they're tough. I think I packed to the Kubalek well. I don't think it's missed. It doesn't seem to want to miss, so it's more than welcome to take it. Um, and then if you are you know over on, on Price Picks, uh, Ducky Hamilton two point three, yeah, I, I probably I probably take the over for sure. So Matt, is there anything else in this game you want to get to?
0: I mean, I think you covered the you know the nuts and bolts of it, but. Um... Marty Natchez is a player, man, and was, you know that was the I'm, one thing I hope you got to. You I'm not sure, um, you know, I'm you know, I, I I don't really know if I want to bet him to score because you know it's tough to take advantage of you know a plus 260 price tag. It's not like he's uh, you know that much more likely than say Vinny Trocheck at plus 280. Um, but the, the time on ice this guy's getting and the fact that, that second line is almost their first line at this point is yeah. really encouraging. Uh, Natchez has a ton of pedigree coming in, uh, you know, just super skilled, uh, big body, you know, and he can fly too. So I'm really excited. I think, you know, one place I might go is just take a bit of a flyer. Uh, let, let's say first goal, Marty Nachos, 15 to one, uh, you know, going out on a limb a bit there.
1: I like it. You know, finally, I feel like you've been a little bit conservative for me. So I needed you to break <laughs> out of your shell and get a crazy one. Yeah, what, I think if Brad like Hunt
0: not- last show wasn't enough for <laughs> the <to> score. <laughs>
1: No, I, I that didn't do it for me. This one, this one's just All spicy right. enough. Um, if you can find it, just getting him at a point with plus money, I would definitely, definitely consider that one. Um, he definitely, I don't know what, what he's going to turn into. Uh, you know, I'm watching him play. He seems like a guy that's going to continue to attract more players towards him. That's kind of why I like, you know, Nino or Trocek to score because I think if he continues to be the guy, with, that can create it in the offensive zone, which he clearly can do with his skill, you know, they're going to players are going to gravitate to him pass it back door, find one of those guys. I think that's kind of the the way I'm building lineups tomorrow too, is thinking like him with one of the guys he could score with, with him. Um, But that can move us over to Arizona at St. Louis if you're ready.
0: Yeah. um, So here we have another five and a half total. Um, St. Louis is a minus 159 favorite. Um, You know, St. Louis seemed to go out and take care of business on Tuesday night I really see no reason they shouldn't do that again. I like the St. Louis side here. Um, you know our usual suspects and David Peron are very encouraging. Um, so you know what, what are you what are you thinking about this one?
1: Uh, yeah, no Perron still plus plus money to get over two and a half. It just seems like the lock and load. Uh, I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why they just can't try something else. But they they want to keep giving us money. I guess we'll keep taking it. I I like taking it um so yeah you know, definitely and on that um i really get on connor garland being legitimately a good fantasy player now um i actually picked him up in in my season longs uh if you're if you could get him still i'm not sure if he'll be out there for you i think he's really going to start turning into that you know great shooter that i think we saw flashes of last year in the year maybe a little bit the year before um so i'm a big fan of his play i think on FanDuel you can bet on his shot prop it was positive money last time or right near the the middle line. So I'm looking at that again. Um, is there anyone else though? Kind of, you know, maybe there's a guy on on DraftKings that you're really focusing on or
0: no, I mean, just to, uh, just to sort of like expand upon that Connor Garland thing. Um, you know, we're sort of looking at a Brendan Gallagher, like that's, you know, very uh, similar play style, very similar stature, let's be honest. Um, and the thing is though, like, yeah, they both drive play really, really well. Um, And what I love about Garland is that he's actually being featured, you know, like the the thing with Gallagher has always been like his ice time just isn't there. Uh, He's not even on the top power play, you know, so no matter how good he is at five on five, it's just really tough to sort of get that premium, uh, you know, appeal to him. And with Garland, you know, it's not a premium matchup, but he is getting a ton of run. He's on the first power play. He's playing with, you know, very good offensive players. So I think he's a guy that I just want to continue to buy. I referenced the Victor Arvidson thing earlier. Uh basically he and Connor Garland have the same sort of like expected fantasy output uh to this point in the season. So, you know, just two guys that I think you can really, you know, load up on. And obviously, if he's out there in fantasy, yeah, go run, sprint, pick that guy up right now, and then come back and watch the rest of the show. Okay. Yeah.
1: Pause and play. All right, we're back. After you picked up Connor Garland, uh, <laughs> is there anything else you want to mention in this? Or you want to get over to Calgary and Winnipeg?
0: Uh, no, I mean David Perron. Shots over, done. You know, Easy. That's just keep what we printing. Do. Just just yep.
1: keep printing that money. Just don't stop. Um, okay, so we have the rematch here, um, Winnipeg. You know, it's basically a pick'em, but Winnipeg has a little bit of favorable odds at home. I guess we could start there. Are you are you kind of in on that? I mean, we should be getting. Hellebuck and net i assume i don't know if the right that is also the,
0: um, yeah that is also my assumption but um yeah there was you know most of this is probably just tsn you know talking heads but they were like well this is create a gold tendon controversy because berçoise just slammed the door shut in the third period on tuesday yeah i uh, don't think they're you know i don't think they're gonna uh i think they go right back to Hellebuck and you know he's fine um that said though I'm just riding Calgary here again. Um, I just, I think that they're a better team in, you know, in all aspects. And something that was really interesting is uh, actually, uh, why am I blanking on? Oh, Paul Maurice was basically asked like, hey, uh, what's to do with Blake Wheeler? Like, has he lost a step? And Paul Maurice lost his mind. Yeah, he was really (laughs) um so you know and of course he brought out the the tried and true like oh he has 11 points in nine games don't you watch the game or whatever and it was like yeah we are watching the games and he looks dust um <laughs> <laughs> so you know yeah, and, you know that's you're using your yeah. fancy stats here to tell me why he's good because he has power play points like okay yeah. uh you yeah. know you do you but you know <laughs> of course that's what a coach is gonna say but watch what that coach does because that's very interesting so last game we talked about how Mark Shifley wasn't centering Andrew Kopp and Nick Ellers. So basically a flip-flop of Stastny and Shifley. Um, in the game, Andrew Kopp played 24 minutes, time on ice. Blake Wheeler, 13. You know, <laughs> Paul Murray sees it. He's not going to admit it. He's he's a good coach, uh, but he sees it too. So, you know, that's sure. – so where we're getting with that is yeah, I... <laughs> Blake Wheeler to not get a point plus 140? Yeah. You know, he has the same odds as Johnny Gaudreau. Johnny Gaudreau, you know, I think he's on a nine-game point streak, playing pretty well. Um, and Blake Wheeler, yeah, the power play is keeping him alive, but I don't think that lasts much longer. Uh, so I, I'll take the no here happily, plus 140 on Blake Wheeler.
1: Yeah, no, I think that that's a really good way to look at it. Uh, I think, if, again, I think what we've mentioned it almost every show, but if you're not looking at hockey viz and just double-checking what happened last game and maybe a couple games down the line, Matt, yeah, you are representing The the sweatshirt, definitely go buy one, go subscribe. Um, If you're not checking all that out, you're really doing yourself a disservice because you would see that the Blake Wheeler show is uh, not not coming on the ice. So um, I would really consider that as well. It's a really nice bet. And, um, you know, plus 140 on something like that, it's just the over-under that's probably kind of keeping all of those one points so high. But, um, you know, if Markstrom's in net, I mean, he has that, Shut, shut down ability that I think could know, stop them from getting that, that two or three goals. And then you're definitely hitting that um, no point. So other than that, is there any of your favorites here? I think a lot, a lot of these are kind of tough for me to really want to sink my teeth into. Um, I think again, the Monahan over, isn't the worst call in the world. He's kind of, you know, a, I think a bit of a coin flip to get three shots. He, he two is really easy for him, but the third one is kind of, you're might be sweating it out in the third period, but plus 135, I don't hate it. Um, I think it's, you know, like equally as likely as unlikely. So that's one that I'm going to be considering, but I wouldn't put that in a massive uh, parlay because I think it's more of a coin flip than a guy like Perron or um, Garland or something. Yeah, you know,
0: um, I am team, you know, never Andrew Kopp because, you know, I don't think he's a great player, but when the coach is playing him 24 minutes a night and he is priced at the same odds as Josh Morrissey to score at plus 480, um, you know I, I think that that's one of the to score odds that is actually kind of good Uh you see guys above him Christian Vaseline Matthew Perot like these guys aren't playing any minutes
1: Dominic like, Simone you're just gonna <laughs> ignore yeah. the natural born sniper
0: well um, I was talking on the Winnipeg side but yeah you know
1: like yeah, yeah I'm sorry I, I just had to throw it out there because he's yeah. like a hundred what yeah it's plus <laughs> 330 for Simone it plus yeah 440 that's uh, yeah, 480. 480. Oh my god, yeah. 480. Yeah, well, I mean Adam Lowry is 440. So I got I got distracted by how good Adam Lowry is. So I'm sorry about that. <laughs> um, you know that that's a great take there. I didn't even like, I didn't even see him because I didn't even go that far. Like I just didn't look at the Livos and the just down there at the bottom and notice Andrew Cops just hanging out there because uh, these folks just don't understand the skill of a player. Not that you know Cop is the most skilled player in the world, but he's a pretty good player overall it, it, and where they're playing them.
0: Yeah, it's, it's more the the role, the opportunity yeah, the role, that matters. Yeah. Like, you know, you, I could bang the drum all season about Daniel Sprong on the fourth line in Washington. Like, you know, that guy shoots, I mean, he has a cannon, but if he's playing eight minutes a night, like it doesn't really matter from a betting yeah. or DFS perspective. So, you know, I zip up and I watch the game and I go, wow, I wish Daniel Sprong played more. And, you know, that's sort of what we do. So, uh, yep. yeah, you know, that's just something, you know, to keep in mind, Andrew Cop is just not priced for the role he currently has uh, on the betting, you know, on the betting sites, like uh, on DraftKings, he's actually pretty priced up because he's been so good. But uh, in any case,
1: in any case, do you want to get to some of our favorite um, DraftKings stocks of the night?
0: Yeah. So, you know, obviously we we're supposed to have Minnesota Colorado, but yeah. um, you know, COVID hit Minnesota. So um, that will actually end the, yeah, the games here. So, yeah, Let's get to some of our top stacks. DJ, do you have one in mind?
1: Yeah, I, I don't want to you know repeat this too many times, but probably every show I will, that we do the Morning Skate podcast. So if you're really interested in the DraftKings, FanDuel, et cetera, we do a whole hour. I think we'd about an hour long just on these eight games, really breaking down where the players are, the lines and everything of that nature. So if you want more stacks, more picks, go over there, check that out as well. Um, but getting to the stacks tonight I won't repeat myself at all. Last time I took one, I almost took both of my stacks. So I'm gonna try to get away from that. One that I'm gonna be considering is the Garland and Chikrin stack, the two man. I'm not sure if I put a third guy with it. Um, I just don't think it's really worth it. I I mean, Clayton Keller is a good player at 4,100 where I could like conceivably think about doing it, but I don't know if we need to force that. I think there's enough three man stacks that I'm more interested in with the Montreal's and the Toronto's. that it, it could work. So it's not super expensive. Um, and I think you get a ton of, uh, you know, slate breaking ability in Garland. If he has, you know, five shots on goal, two goals, and Chikrin gets a couple of assists on those, you could really have a unique lineup that um, gives you a chance to win the GPP.
0: Uh, yeah, so um, my stack that, you know, I, I think I'm running in, you know, say I make 10 lineups, I'll run it once, Ottawa won. You know, like just taking this, like, you know, Montreal love. Um, maybe it's just that Montreal really hates Vancouver for some reason. Uh, maybe it's... Toffoli does. Toffoli certainly does. Um, and, you know, maybe it's just not quite as lopsided as the, uh, you know, the sports books would want you to think. Uh, I'm sort of of that mindset. And we've talked about Brady Kachuk how dominant he is as a player on the ice. Um, and I think stacking him up with Josh Norris and Connor Brown, it's a five on five line, Norris and Brown do get power play two run together. Um, so I think that that's really, uh, inexpensive, especially over on FanDuel, if you're playing there, um, and on DraftKings too, it's somewhat appealing to me. So that'll be my first stack.
1: All right. I'll go with, I mean, really, you could go so many directions with Toronto and it could, it could really be nice, um, I think that, you know, the easiest way of doing it is just going with Matthews and Riley and Marner. Uh, I think a little bit different would be like a Matthews Tavares and Marner. Um, I am a big fan of Marner tomorrow. I mean, oh my God, uh, Riley, sorry. Really both of them, but Riley at 56, I think is just a really uh, good play too cheap guy that has a ton of run, a ton of you know chance to get a ton of points without breaking the bank. Um, but anyway, you want to kind of put together the, Top two lines of Toronto with Riley, I think is going to be the way I want to go, but I'll, because I'll, I'll, I'll put down Matthews and Riley with partner, which is super expensive. But I think if you play some cheap Carolina or even that, you know, somewhat reasonable middle tier Garland and uh, Chisholm, you can make it work, especially if Natchez is your one-off.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um... For sure. I love, love Toronto, love uh Matthews and Riley and you know, all the all the dudes there. Uh you could even play Tavares and Nylander with Riley because um, you know, we sort of mentioned this a little bit over on the Morning Skate podcast, but um a guy like Dougie Hamilton playing on the first power play, you know, if that first power play is not ready, Dougie went out with the second unit. And yeah. that's the same thing with Morgan Riley. Uh, you know, I've seen him go out with that Tavares unit. Um, you know, if Matthews was just on the ice, say for the penalty. So uh just like getting Morgan Riley with all the minutes here against Vancouver. Um, for my, you know, one other one that I'm certainly considering is a Carolina power play stack. You know, yeah, they took apart Aho uh, Svetchikov at five on five, put are together on the power play. It's still Chicago. Um, you know, Dougie Hamilton is still Dougie Hamilton. He's You know, he burned me on Tuesday, but I don't think he does that again. I think he gets you at least one of the bonuses and obviously has a ton of point upside as well. So uh, that's my other kind of top stack that I'm looking at using here.
1: Yeah, no, I think that's really good. And if you want more, like we said, check us out on Morning Skate Podcast. Um, Matt, is there anything else you want to get to here? Uh, Any other last-minute notes? Yeah, so
0: uh, let's just recap with a couple of our favorite bets of the night. Um, you know, my first one, I think is this Toronto money line. Uh-huh. I, I really like it at minus minus one eighty six. I would not be surprised if it moved closer to minus 200 at close. Um, I think a lot of sharps are sort of on the train of Vancouver has these awful underlying numbers. So, um, you know, I, and I think Toronto, you know, well-rested, I think they come out roaring here. Yeah, no,
1: I, I definitely like that. Take a lot. Um, I, again, it's not <laughs> the best odds in the world. And, you know, I might, you know, kind of look into the kind of the math behind why you get such better odds for them winning in regulation. Um, it's not quite as good there, but I wonder, you know, how many, I, I guess this season, maybe it, it's been different because there's been so many games in overtime that like the are, are the books adjusting to that, but just kind of thinking that way. Um, I don't know. I don't know if you have any thoughts on that before I, I get to mine, but I've I've not, I but, know, yeah. yeah. I've never really thought about it, right? But it just seems like you you get them at minus one eighteen to win in regulation compared to the what 186 to win with over like th- does it seem off enough for the potential of overtime, right? I mean, I, I don't know.
0: Right. Yeah, I, no, I, I have to look
1: into that more. That just seems like a like a weird game theory kind of thought process of like what is what are the actual odds and i think this year is it just because there has been so much overtime that the books are over adjusting I, I don't know this is just me rambling at this point but um yeah, yeah i think it, it's it shouldn't be as many overtime games as we've seen so maybe that's what's happening but getting to my favorite bets of the night as you asked me for a while ago um i think it's you know, the carolina uh, i think you know them and toronto uh pretty much same odds are really just easy bets to take I really don't think that Lankinen is going to see the net again for Chicago in this matchup. Maybe he does, but Subban, you know, he Subban did have a really good game last time out, I believe. But I don't really trust either of those other guys in net at all. You gave me a look there. Am I wrong on that?
0: I, I just, you know, you said that, and I feel like I've, yeah, he did. Um, I think, he I, I think he did, but yeah, I don't I really trust. Pretty any much wife- guys. I've wiped all Malcolm Subban uh, memories from my brain because yeah. he's just not, he's, he's not it, chief. Um, no, I know. I, obviously yeah. like,
1: I, you know, has been good. I don't know how yeah. long that well well's going to run anyways, but yeah. I think that Carolina really could put a beat down on him. For sure. Um, so, okay. That one. And then if you want to get that one player prop you really
0: like. Yeah. So the player prop that I think I'm, I'm, you know, going with the most here is this, um, this Jonathan Huberto to not get a point. Um you know, like it's, it just seems really, you know, I just don't trust it with him. And, you know, Hornfist has been so hot at the beginning of the year. I think a lot of Huberto's points have come based off of that. Um, You know, Hornfist is going to cool down and Huberto's kind of going to settle into his uh, secondary, you know, puck mover type play on the player on the power play. And at five on five, I think he'll cool off considerably as well. And without the shots to just sort of generate those, you know, rebounds and such. I, I just think that, you know, Nashville's a good team. Florida's going to sort of run into them here and be caught off guard uh, just by having to play an actual good team. I mean,
1: I think I like the the Wheeler not getting a point better, but, um, I you know, That's to fair. get a point, to get a point, I think Brady the Chuck, but minus 125 just doesn't seem right. Um, the math just yeah. doesn't add up to me. Uh, he's one of the highest expected point producers in fantasy tomorrow. He, you know, shoots the puck a million times. I just don't understand it. Um, I think that he is very likely to get a point, and that's not what the books are reflecting. Yeah,
0: bonus best bet of the night, David Prawn, overshots. Just do it every time until they put it <laughs> at least at minus money. You know, at least <laughs> at least humor us yeah. and say minus one ten on two and a half. And like yeah. you know, if, if like, you're
1: playing bingo, that's the free square.
0: Yeah, like this guy just you know he's going to do it. Honestly, I think he does it seventy five percent of the time.
1: Yeah, yeah, you
0: know, like it's like even if it even if you want to call it fifty five like that's still a good bet so
1: right i know um. i mean this is kind of feel about brady as well it's like how many games is he going to have one point in in the season right out of 55 games i think it's more than he's got he has a ton so mm-hmm. um i i just think it's not quite priced out of consideration like some of the other guys in similar roles with similar skill you know you take advantage of that like you did you know with uh Palat, i believe you know looking at wednesday but anyways we could we could keep moving um is there any any other events you want to just mention here? Or you, are you ready to...
0: No, I think uh, I think that was a good recap. So, okay. uh, you know, be sure to follow us on Twitter. I am at Fake Moods. DJ is at DJ underscore Mitchell 94. Uh, be sure to give the show a like if you're watching on YouTube. Uh, hello. And if you are listening on a podcast, you know, obviously we, we'd love to hear your feedback as well. Uh, leave us a review, a five-star review if you are so inclined. And uh you know, follow the Mayo Media Network as well um, for a lot of good stuff there. So anything else that I missed, DJ, before we head on out of here. Just you know, check
1: out prize picks. We're definitely very uh, grateful for our new sponsor and check them out. We are matching up to a hundred dollars. So if you put in fifty, you'll get the match of fifty, right? Is that, that yep. how the math works? Right. Yeah, but um, hundred, you'll get a match hundred with the code M M N for Mayo right. Media
0: Network. Or uh, Matt Moody something. Nation. Nation. Yeah, Moody exactly, Nation. exactly. I all thought right. that
1: was what it was originally, so that's why <laughs> I then I was like, "Oh, Mayo Media Network, that might be it." A...
0: All okay. right, let's uh, let's head on out of here then. So, uh, yeah, so thank you all for watching the Fantasy Hockey Picks and Bets show here on the Mayo Media Network. Uh, as always, brought to you by Price Picks. So, good luck on this slate, and we will see you.